1: even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Ladies and gents, Nuno
0: Santo has been confirmed as Forest manager taken over from Steve Cooper after he departed ways yesterday with the club. And I thought, what better way to get the inside track on our new manager, then speak to our beloved friend Dave from <laughs> Always Wolves. Dave, how are you, mate?
2: Yeah, good mate. Not too bad. uh You know, um you know, another day uh, close yeah, to everything. Yeah, and my birthday. Is it your birthday? Twenty third. So 23rd? They, moved, they moved the picture didn't they, from the twenty third to Christmas Eve for me? How nice was that?
0: <laughs> Chat. Make sure you go. To Dave's channel, Always Wolves. The link is in the title and send him some birthday wishes because they were you know, 23?
2: Uh, yeah, I'm just a little bit of 21 again, anyway. That's why we're, yeah. we're all 21 again every year. Yeah. You
0: know? Chat, no jokes about me. They, I've told them I'm 22. <laughs> <laughs> but Dave, it's been a whirlwind of a 24 hours for Forrest. Um, We spoke what is like a week or two ago and we were talking about Lopetegi at the time. Well, I did
2: tell you. I did tell you. I didn't see Lopetagi, but I did message you yesterday. As you quite rightly, I was right when I when I rang to tell you that I'd had a a chat with someone who was very friendly with uh, that knows Nuno, and he'd rang to say he was on the way to Forest, and uh, it was imminent. And you know, they've uh, obviously then sacked Cooper, which I'm sure a, a few Forest fans are probably be very sad about and I can relate to that because that's kind of how we were with Nuno Um and then obviously you've they've announced this morning first thing the appointment of Nuno Espirito Santo as Wolves head coach with the down at the city ground
0: yeah because what why I really want to do this is when we spoke about Lopetegui you were very not anti him but you were quite blunt and straightforward about what he did at Wolves and how you didn't feel he worked out etc but on Nuno I feel that you got a completely different stance on him. And I think it's quite interesting because the initial reaction I feel from the Forest fan base is almost not a negative one, but an apprehensive one. And honestly, I think it could have been anyone coming in after Cooper and it could have got Pepin and absolutely, the Absolutely,
2: absolutely right. I mean, the the thing is, it's like anyone going in at Man United after Alex Ferguson or mm-hmm. anyone coming into Forest after Brian Clough. You've got massive big shoes to fill. Cooper's not a cut on the level of Brian Clough, obviously. You know, he's an you know a legendary figure at, at Forest for what he achieved. But Cooper, um, you have to give him credit where credit. Where he took Forest by the boot laces when they were dead on their feet and turned a team that had no had nothing really into a team that had fight, passion, was attacking surged up the table and then got them into the premier league dealt with all the low knees going out bought in 30 odd players and managed to somehow mold the team um to get them to safety in the end reasonably well last season it was a difficult job because when it was basically a new team he had to build and mold and, yeah. he, and he did that and obviously you had a great one in the uh in the League Cup as well, the Carabao as well. So that was great and exciting for Forest. Yeah, let's not go there. We won't talk about the penalty that we should have had, shall we, with the boot coming off of Let's move on. <laughs> and, um, and um, yeah, I mean, he did really well. And obviously this season, again, you know, I think most Forest fans and most fans of the other clubs would think, well, OK, he's established a core base of a, of a, of a team now. This year, you shouldn't be having those sort of issues that yeah. everyone would have accepted last year with all the problems that he got to mould the team. And you probably have that expectation to push on again. Now, obviously, it hasn't really happened. Um, Forrest have been in free fall. Obviously, you got that point uh, where you, he literally Wolves managed to keep him in the job for another week where, where he got the point. He, he literally came for a point. He got the point. Um,
0: you were poor, Dave. You were poor that day.
2: We, we should have, we should have, we should have changed our formation. In my opinion, that day yeah. to a back four and put an extra man in midfield because you were yeah. literally sitting, uh, hoping to get us on the break. I told and, you uh, we would. I told and, you, yeah, and would. you did, and you got your point. When we, we we're not very good at breaking teams down, we needed mm. an extra man in midfield, and that was a frustration. But hey, you know, um and it's come to the point where obviously they've made a decision. Now I can kind of understand the feeling that a section of the Forest fan base will have regarding Cooper for what he's achieved and what he's done for your club is no short of um, fantastic, you know, what he did do. But yeah. in football, you cannot have sentimentality, which is That's one of true. these things. You can stick with Cooper and, he, he, you know, he might. I mean, it was a similar situation with Wolves with Mick McCarthy a few years ago. We, we lost 5-1 to the Baggies. You know we then went success they sacked him we didn't have a replacement it took ages we went down to league one and it took us a while to come back and had they have stuck with mick mccarthy that year wolf we probably ended up would have ended up staying up but we didn't and there's you know there's probably a few forest fans out there that think we need to stick by cooper for everything that we've done with him for him and he'll keep us up and he may well have done but it's a gamble of the dice. They've appointed, uh, obviously, they're talking about Lopetegui. I told you my thoughts about him. Great manager. He would have kept your up, but couldn't see him coming. And also, I lost a bit of respect for the way he was going, you know,
0: mm.
2: off on his own. Nuno Espirito Santo is an honourable man. This guy is an honourable man. He's literally, he'll never do anything like that. He will, he's a strong character. He's a disciplinarian in the, uh, in the dressing room. Yeah you know from what i hear when he when when he walks into a dressing room the place goes quiet he's got a you know he, he he's like a messiah he's almost the, the the closest that we have to a brian clough at Wolves. Oh. let's let's put things into context he fosen came in they tried a couple of managers they bought in Nuno. we never heard of him he's, he was a he was a, a goalkeeper he sat on the bench yep. a lot studied the game a lot And he came in and he, you know, I remember the first game that we played in pre-season against Leicester, a really good Leicester team. And we literally played them off the park in pre-season. We're like, what is this football that we're watching? And that season we ran away with a championship, you know, by a million miles, almost like what Burnley did last year. But the difference is Wolves invested, obviously, in the likes of Ruben Neves and stuff like that. They backed it up the following year. He took us to two seventh-place finishes in the Premier League, you know, with a very... He likes a small, tight squad. Nuno does. He doesn't like big squads, so expect a, a clear-out that's going to happen at some yeah. point. He likes a squad of about 18 players. Now, when we had Nuno, we our injury problems were like... We hardly had a, ever had any injuries. He brings in his own medical team and his team, and they monitor the players. And we for two years... I can't we we never had any real serious injuries. How they did stuff medically was incredible, really. And he'll bring that, I'm sure he's got people he'll bring in with him. And Wolves were then on the second year, dealing with not only the Premier League, but also battling on another front with the Europa League. Yeah. And like, we're having brilliant away days. I mean, Forest. Well, was that
0: still with the small squad, even yeah, though you still had your with the small
2: squad, yeah, the following year. And um, you know we had some brilliant results away. You know, be, you know, going to Turin again, you know against Torino. You know, Besiktas, uh, Braga. You know, Olympiakos, which was we couldn't go to because COVID hit. And then we played Sevilla, who are basically perennial winners of the Europa League
1: exactly. um,
2: yeah. in the quarterfinals. And to be fair, that that was Lopetegui Sevilla. Funnily enough, and they literally played us off the park, and they eventually won the game. i think thinking the 86 minute, 1 0 from a header, but Raul Jimenez had a penalty in the first half. He never missed a penalty, he missed. And under Nuno's walls, we never, never lost when we took the lead. I can't hardly ever lost. I mean, we, we got in front, we hardly ever lost. Um, and, you know, that's why he, he had such a good record
1: yeah. then
2: what happened covid c- came in
1: yeah.
2: uh nuno you know he's a family man his uh his family's over in portugal i think it had a toll on him mm. mentally being stuck in the uk not being able to you know really see most of his family for a long long period uh we had a bit of a a blippy year, I think. I don't know whether that was the year we came. Th- I think we finished finished thirteenth in the end. Bearing in mind it was the longest season. We started in July the previous year, and then we ended up finishing in June because of the the, the stuff. So it was a long yeah. season. And then the following year we'd hardly had any break, and it took its toll. Um, but he still got us to safety, a uh, tenth and thirteenth place finish. And the only reason that the Wolves <coughs> That Nuno left. He never walked. He didn't go to leave Tottenham. That wasn't what happened. Mm. Jeff She sacked him. He was sacked. And from from my understanding and the sources that I have, he was sacked because there was he, he will bump with the owners. He will what what he wants. He will work with them. But after four years, he wanted to go take wolves to the next level. He wanted yeah. investment. COVID had happened. The board for everyone, didn't want to spend as much. And um, I think there was a little bit of angriness between uh, between uh, the the club hierarchy and Nuno. And he can be very shirty at times with the, with that. And he did have a little bit of a reputation. But he is a thingy. But eventually, Jeff, left, Jeff Shea, I think, uh, took the decision to sack him.
0: Was that at the and, end of the season, Dave?
2: Right, it was towards the end of the season. It was announced that he was going. uh at the end of the season we played man united the last uh, the last home game of the season um and I, I can tell you now it was like a massive shock we couldn't believe because we were thinking next season you know is you know fans are going to be back in the stadium properly all yeah. of this you know we it'll kick on again and it was like it was like a bereavement at the time for so many wolves fans it was so like shock we couldn't believe we could not believe couldn't believe it. It was like, this is Nuno. He was like a messiah character. He had a reverence about him. You know, he, he embraced the city. Not ju- He gave £250,000 of his own money to help uh, disadvantaged people. Um, and I think to the foundation and stuff like that, of his own money he gave to the city. That's the type of character he is. He, he fell in love with Wolverhampton. He stayed there for a thing. I don't know if he's still got a home there or what have you. Um, and when he left Wolves, he said, this is, this is not goodbye, it's farewell. This is like unfinished business. Uh, when we were having the problems with Bruno Large last year, because they bought Bruno Large and that all went wrong. There was links with Nuno coming back from Saudi then, but there yeah. was, um, they'd built the, patched up the differences between him and she. But the Saudis wanted millions to get him out of contract. Then we were with Bill, we ended up with Lopetegui. Lopetegui did a great job keeping us up. Again, we got to the summer thinking, uh, well, we're gonna kick on, and then he leaves, um, for all the circumstances that I've talked about. And then we've got obviously yeah. Gary O'Neill, who's done a reasonable job and uh, but he's still at short notice and there's still a lot a, a long way to go. But Nuno Espirito Santo, I have a lot of sadness in my heart today because you know, we you know, majority of the Wolves fans love and respect him, and I have a lot of joy because you know, he, we we wish him all the best, and, yeah. he'll, and I think he'll do really well. And he, don't forget, he won the Saudi League with Al Ittihad last year as well, yeah. so he can and manage to be players. Up. And for any Forest fans that are, are like. Oh, I can get why you've lost Steve Cooper. You've got a really honourable person in Nuno Espirito Santo. You listen to him talk, the way he talks, the way he puts himself across and the way he will bring the fans together and stuff like that. Now it didn't work out for him at Tottenham, granted, mm. but he went into Tottenham, he couldn't really they offered him the job, but I think it was about seventh choice. He was on a, he was on a hiding to nothing at Tottenham. Yeah. Um but let me just give you the win ratios that that he has got um for you which is a, a nice stat that you might want. His win ratio at Wolves was 47.74%. His win ratio at Tottenham was 47.06%. His win ratio at Al Itihad, okay, it's a different league, was 64.29%. His average points per game at Al Itihad was 2.26. As Tottenham manager, it was 1.65. And as Wolves manager, it was 1.6. And don't forget, he also managed um, FC Porto. They were yeah. 1.96. And, um, Valencia, Valencia yeah, as well, isn't it? 1.81. So, you know, if you get that sort of return, you're going to be fine, aren't you?
0: Europe incoming, mate. You're getting me excited.
2: <laughs> I'm just saying I get why, you know, the big, not Forest fans upset. said, I'll get that completely. I think, really like that,
0: but. I think it's really interesting because, like, part of the issue that when you look at social media and what the Forest fan base is saying, Um, about cooper is he got the city he gets nottingham etc and i've seen a lot of posts that they're like nuno's just going to come in even if he wins gets the stuff whatever he's not going to have that connection but we haven't spoken and everything you've just said there is very reflective of the kind of mannerisms that cooper had in terms of embracing the city and looking at that so i think that's a really good sign the other thing i want to ask you about dave um and this is again, I've been seeing a lot of now. I don't agree with this because I've watched a lot of Wolves, Nunes, and when it's time at Spurs, it's about his style of play. A lot of people have been messaging saying, Well, you know, you said you didn't like Cooper's football because it was negative low block. You've just replaced negative low block with a Welshman to negative low block with a Portuguese man. What what would you say to that in terms Mate, of style?
2: I said at the start, right at the beginning. Like when we watched Wolves play Leicester in pre season, I couldn't believe it. It was like we were new. Now, our song we used to sing was Five at the Back, Pacing Attack. So, he, he likes to play with a with a back three in defense. He likes to have windbags bombing forward and they drop. And when they're defending and stuff like that, nice. <laughs> he, he, yeah, he he, he does, you know, the, the one drops, the other goes and stuff yeah. like that. He likes the overlaps. Um, he will get a team that will look to be direct and break. He you I mean, when we had Jimenez in the middle, and we had um, uh, Triori and Jota, yeah. you know, yeah. the pace that we had, crosses in the box and stuff like that. You'll get crosses and stuff like that. Now it did get a bit negative towards the is the end of his reign. Mm. Don't forget, we, you know, Jotter had gone and there's a pandemic, and it did get a little bit negative. And some of the Wolves fans at that point were getting a bit fed up of like it started to become a little bit not as exciting as it was the first couple of years. But like when he first came in, the first two or three years, I think, it, 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 there was a lot of exciting football. You know, we were on the edge of our seats sometimes, we, we were enjoying life, We were back, we were beat, we could beat anyone. We could yeah. anyone. We never felt we could. We would lose. We, we, you know, we got in front. We thought, well, we're going to win or draw. You know, we had that belief. And I think COVID changed a lot of things for Wolves. I think if that had not come down, we may well have kicked on and to, mm-hmm. uh, again. But things changed for all clubs during COVID. And yeah. as I say, Nuno was, you know, he, he was away from his family, and I think that might have affected him mental health wise as well in how because you know you want to see family and he's working away and stuff i, I mean we never we don't know but all i will say is you got to give the guy a chance listen to what he has to say um and he will the one thing that you you will get from nuno he will give everything to uh to achieve the best for forrest
0: so does, he, does he kind of focus when he first comes in on solidifying the back? Does he kind of work back to front, if you know what I mean, in terms well, of getting things I mean, in when
2: place? You're in, when you're coming into a team that's, shall I say, in free fall at the moment, um, you know, he's, he's got, I think he's taking his first training session today, isn't he? The yeah. first thing you want to do is make sure that you're not leaking stupid goals. And... He's going to obviously take him a while to have a look at the players that he wants. Um, I guess he will do, but he'll also want to try and score, you know, try and score goals. He'll want to try and get in front. And, you know, the, the only two times I was really, really disappointed with Nuno um, in terms of, you know, every manager makes mistakes. The FA Cup semi-final, mm. we're 2-0 up against Watford. We're, we're, we're going to go to an... I mean, you forget that. He took us to an FA Cup semi-final as well.
0: Because he's first in 2 in yeah. We were
2: too Look, with 11 minutes to go. He takes Neves off and Matinho, and he, 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 we sat and they got us with a, a freak goal that nine times out of a 10 would have gone over the bar or it went in right into the pocket, into the corner. And then we concede the bloody stupid penalty in the last minute, and then we lose 3 2, don't we? And I felt that if he'd have kept. Us on the front foot, we would that would not have happened, we'd have got to the final, and, and then obviously Watford got battered 6 0 by City, would have certainly given them a better game. I mean, we beat City in the Asia Trophy, uh, yeah. in pre season, like so. You know, we get to finals, we generally do okay, but it's, I, I was I think he took him, I think in his own heart, he regrets what he did that day. And then, um, the following year in the FA Cup, we made a lot of changes against Southampton when we could they went on to the court, the semis, I think. Um, and we lost to them, and then we beat them the following week in the Premier League. And a couple of decisions like that, but generally, you know, he's a man manager. He's the sort of manager that will give a player a kick up the backside if they step out of line. Um, he'll get, he'll, he'll they'll be out, literally. Yeah. Um, Douglas Douglas um, was a wing back for Wolves. I can't remember his first name. He went to Leeds in the end, I think. He was late or something for training and had a bit of an attitude. He was gone. Um, but he's also the sort of manager who will put an arm around the shoulder of a player. If someone needs an arm around the shoulder, he'll do that. If they need a kick up the back of the side, he'll do that. But he will demand respect. Um, But he doesn't get too close, if you know what I mean.
0: That's good. That's good. We need that. I felt for me that Cooper was too pally-pally with a lot of the Forest players, like a friend, like a father at times. And I think you do need that, that dividing line between them let me let me ask you about two players, Willie bolly and Morgan Gibbs white obviously um they would have experienced um the nuno regime um how was it for both of them and what oh, would good you answer, really would you... good
2: question. Yeah. willie bolley i love i mean willie bolley is a he's a character he's a, he doesn't say a lot, but what he does he's funny um yeah. Nuno will love having Willy bolley Willy bolley will love having Nuno. They were mm. like, you know, great. So that's positive for, for Willie Bolly. Morgan. I'm not so sure. Mm. Now I've talked about Morgan Gibbs. White. I mean, he's had some stick from the walls fans that he made a few mistakes. He's a young lad growing up, learning when you're young, you, you do dick things from time to time. Um, you know, and he was with Wolves Academy for a very long time. And I feel it's very sad, uh, the way it's gone for Morgan at yeah. Wolves, uh, to be mm. honest. Um, but I, I I don't know exactly whether it'll be quite the same for Morgan coming in there the one thing I will say that Morgan uh, is a very forward thinking player he's got a lot of ability on the ball um he's he, he loves to pick a pass inside for the runners and stuff like that you know is a, a, a real talent uh if I think he's kind of like was player of the year last year. From, from from what you've told me, he's kind of gone to his head a little bit this year.
0: He's doing my head in this year, mate. He's literally doing my head in. Nuno this. will
2: not stand for that.
0: Yeah. He, you know what? Everything you said to me when was spoke, what, a year and a half ago about him and Bolly was true. I hate to admit you were right. You said Bolly will be no problem. He'll come in, do a professional job. Morgan Gibbs White, he, his head's inflated. Over the summer, especially after the England um, campaign, he had he he's not been the same player since he's come back. And I think part of it was that he was Cooper's boy, like yeah, yeah, he was from around. the
2: from the under seventeen. Yeah, into,
0: yeah. And I think he's he started to feel that Forrest is is his club, his team, etc. And that's why I'm interested in what you're saying about Nuno. We'll bring him down a peg or two. Uh, I
2: think Nuno. Um... We'll give him a, you know, give him a blank slate. Uh, The one thing I will say, I'll say Morgan was a young lad. When you're Mm -hmm. young, you're you're immature and stuff. You grow up. I mean, he's got a baby now. He's got a settled relationship. I do think he can sometimes, you know, get like what you're saying. If if he can keep a level and if he can just keep that level of in terms of like where he is, then he, he's got the potential to go all the way for the England. He's got so much ability, but it's sometimes the, the players with the most ability are the players that go off the rail. There's so many documented cases throughout history of yeah. super talented players. I mean, he, he, is he going to turn into um, a Gaza, you know, or is he going to turn into a Messi type of character? Because they're the people that put in the work. But if you go in yeah. like, Swanning off and not putting in the work. Nuno will in, will insist on the work rate. They will they will be fit. Uh, they will, you know, you'll probably bring in his medical staff. That you know they will get the optimum out of them. He won't play a player if there's any risk of injury and stuff like that. He will protect the players because if you pick up a load of injuries, I mean, Nuno left and we had shed loads of injuries because mm. it all changed. That's so, that's interesting. In, so you know he, he, he will bring in a team with him. On I would imagine if he brings in his usual team, then that you, you've got to look further than the Nuno. You've got to look down on who he brings in with him as well. So that's, got... what,
0: that's what I was wondering because I, I've been critical of our backroom staff. We've had Tate and we've had Reed um, and the other Reed as well, who are lovely guys, but came as Cooper did with no Premier League experience. So, do you think Nunes has this unit that he wants to bring in with him and work with his guys, or will he allow Forrest to dictate who is back from start?
2: I I don't know. Is it is he honest? I think ideally, nunez would want to bring in. Um, without a shadow of a doubt, some of his closest um associates, mm. although some of them may have got work elsewhere, so it might uh, might not be quite the same. But if he can, he will. I think a lot of the time when managers come in, they've got trusted lieutenants that they want yeah. to bring into them.
0: <clears throat> because Dave, what I heard part of the problem when he went to Spurs was that he he went into the Spurs um, you know, ecosystem, didn't bring his guys. Yeah, and a lot of people have told me. You know he suffered because of that as well. Yeah, and I
2: think so. I think you, you know, if you if you go into any job in anything, and you're a manager, and you've come from a company or gone to somewhere else, and you wanted to think you want to, you've got people you can trust yeah. and who can be a good advisors, so you want to bring them with you if you can. Any walk of life. So I would say that uh, it'd be interesting to see who comes with Nuno, mm-hmm. and. Because if he's on his own, he's kind of then having to build relationships yeah, with what's yeah. there, and it's he's still out on his own a little bit. He'll want to bring yeah. people in. I think if he does that, that's a good. If he, if they let him bring people in with him, and that's a positive. If they don't, it might be a, it might work out as a similar situation to Tottenham. Now his win ratio with Tottenham wasn't bad. It's just at the yeah. expectation level at Tottenham as it was with a lot of managers. Conte followed him and stuff like that. Obviously, they've got big engine now, there and they're all happy, the Tottenham fans. Um, but, like, the expectation level at a different level. It's coming in. When he came into Wolves, the expectation level at Wolves was a bit like Cooper at Forest, was like, we're a mid-table, championship side. We've got new owners. They've got a bit of ambition. Who's going? And then he took the ball by the arms and he changed us and he took um. us to where he did... Bit like what cooper's done with forest yeah. and then when he leaves it's a sad day because he's t- he's took you from obscurity like what Wolves were just sitting around in the championship back into the big time and you want to stay there and the difference is that when nuna went it wasn't that we were really like um it, we, 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 we were in, in any re- re- relegation put it like this the last game of the, the season at man united he came on the coach into walls and if you, you find it on youtube somewhere you look up my man united walls vlog from that year the coach came in the streets were aligned with fans wow. and a lot of the fans were singing we don't want you to go we don't want you to go we want you to stay now there was some fans that thought it was time and you can't look back you can't be sentimental in football you look forward yeah. but that's the kind of reverence even now, Wolves fans look back and see things. Look what's happened since Nuno left. Yeah. Look, we've gone
0: backwards. Would you? What do you think? Go on, Mystic Meg, on me here. Um, we should expect this season as Forest fans in terms of <clears throat> league position. Maybe wins. Maybe a couple of away wins. There we. There we dream. You
2: know, we, we, um, we, we've just gone fourteen games without winning in London. When Nuno is in charge, we never lost in London. We never lost. We beat Tottenham at Wembley twice. We beat him at the, you know, we never lost. We went something like fourteen games without losing in London. You'll get away wins under Nuno. He's. Uh, he will get. You'll get you set up to do that. I think he is. You look. I didn't think you get Lopetegui, but I think if you get Lopetegui, he comes with a much higher demand salary wise and he wants this, that, and the other and everything going, you know, if you don't get it, you know, he was never gonna to go to Forest. And I said yeah. that. But Nuno will work with what he's got. He's coming in to a club that's with less expectations than like a Tottenham. So I think it's a good thing in some ways that the Forest mm. fans are not necessarily on board with it. And I think they'll grow to love him over time. Now time will tell. I think this is a real Interesting one for Nuno's career, on how it eventually pans out. But from a Wolves fans' perspective, from our view, we can only say positive things about Nuno. If you talk to a Tottenham fan, they'll probably tell you different. But yeah, they never I'm fell in love with friend. Nuno like what Wolves did. He had he, there, was, there was graffiti with him with with him on the walls and stuff like that. There was, you know, I, I think it'll do you good. And the other good thing for Nuno um he does love the midlands he loves Wolverhampton he's got a lot of friends in Wolverhampton he's going to be close we'll probably see him in and around Wolves he's probably I think he's still got a house in Wolverhampton I don't know and he he has it's kind of like Wolves is Wolverhampton is kind of a spiritual home outside of Porto and he 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 does love the, the city and he'll always have that affinity and love for Wolves but he will Obviously, if he comes, when it comes to facing Wolves in the Premier League, he will set the team up to beat us without any shadow of a doubt. But you'll hear when he does the interviews; he'll probably talk about, you know, how you know he loved his time here, yeah. and one day who knows he might be back at Wolves. You never know. And it, funny old world, isn't it? Football, but
0: the you want me? I can see it in your eyes. I can I see it back, in your eyes. The fact, you that is, the
2: fact that he's back in the Midlands, I think. And coming to Forest, I think that was an would be another attraction to Wolves because he does like Midlands people yeah. and Forest fans and Wolves fans. We're both we're all Midlanders, you know. You know, we call a spade a spade, you know. And um, he likes that type of person and Good like people. So I think he'll he'll take to take to Nottingham. He'll he'll like the people and he'll embrace the fans. And you'll one of the things that you'll you'll probably hear him say in his press conference. I want to give you a team that you can be proud of, and I'll, I'll bet you he says
0: it. like you're ready to tear up, mate. You do you want to stop here, Gary O'Neill for Nuno? <laughs>
2: <laughs> we'll stick, you know. My, ever asked me that the other day would you stick or twist? You know, uh, there's a lot of Wolves fans that would take Nuno back in a heartbeat, but Gary O'Neill, you know, he's he's doing all right and he's a young coach, he's learning, and uh, you know. I want. I really want him to be a massive success, and I hope and I want Nuno to be a successful for Forrest because at the end of the day, us Midland clubs, whether we have this little bit of banter from time to time and this mini rivalry with and what have you, we want to play each other in the Premier League because let's face if it, we do. ain't got that many Midland derbies, have we? so come on. Exactly. And if you and if you go down, we will, we will have less chat. So come on, got to, it'll keep exactly.
0: you got exactly exactly. Let me let me ask you one final question. Going to make you put your neck on the line. What position did the Forest finish?
2: Mate, I, I, don't, I, I honestly don't know. But um, as long as you finish below us, I'm happy. <laughs> You'll stay up. I, I don't know. I think you will get you. I think in the end, I, I'm hoping that we can finish above 13th where we finished last year. I'd like to try and see us, you know, make the top 10 if we can. That would be amazing. It wouldn't no surprise choice. me if Nuno gets you to finish around about the 13th position in the end. Uh, don't forget, he's coming in to a squad that's quite large, that isn't really his team, that he's got to learn a lot about the players, I think is also the perfect manager that you're going to have for the summer. Because I've talked to you about this. I I think Forrest are going to have FFP issues in the summer. And that means he's going to have to cut the squad down. And you can't have a better manager that likes a a small squad, that likes working with the squad. He basically, Nuno likes to feel that every player is involved yeah. Eli still has got a chance of playing. When you've got a big squad, you can have a lot of players that have got the hump because they're not even close to even getting into the starting line in on the bench, and yeah. um, that's an issue with having a big squad. And I think Forrest have suffered and Cooper suffered a little bit from that as well. So what he will trim it down like over time. But I think that's a good thing for when you when you go into the summer. I think that'll be something that you'll look to do, and I think that's the situation that you might be in in the summer. Yeah. Uh, where you're gonna have to be a lot more savvy, That you can't yeah, you know, I, I think Nuno will be good for you in that respect as well. But it, without a shadow of doubt, if I can't see Forest going down under Nuno, I just can't see it.
0: Dave will hold you to that. Forest fans, how do you feel now that you've heard what Dave said about Nuno? Do you think he's the kind of fit that we need? Honestly, Dave, I think he sounds he sounds like he could work. You got me, you got me very excited. Um, dave we could talk for hours we always do mate i want to thank you for your time and chat show dave some love look look at the time he's spent to give us this beautiful insight onto our new gaffer please make sure you go and subscribe to his channel all you got to do is click the link it's in the title it's free to do and make sure you show dave some love at always wolves dave it's been an absolute pleasure mate um and uh, gone
2: Mike, thanks for asking me on and um you know I'm just trying to speak from the heart and give a little bit of insight and uh, you know uh it's always a pleasure coming on to forest fan tv and um i hope you do well under new i really really do mean that and uh i think i think you'll be okay
0: you're the man dave and chat oh that's said chat you're not we're not over. but He's always honest. Look what he said at Lopotega. If you want to see what they've said about Lopotega, I'll leave a link for that for our preview that we did against Wolves. So you have to believe what he's saying about Nuno. Thank you so much for watching. Please don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe if you're new, and we'll see you on the next video. Come on, you Reds.
1: Sports Social Podcast Network. 18 plus.